Thanks for tuning in today, and welcome to Spirit Wisdom, a podcast for joyful living. Your host is Joe Love, a spiritual teacher, intuitive mentor, and author. Let's get started. Hello, everyone. You know, life is an adventure. And if we don't live it in a sacred way, we get caught in scarcity, in fear. Now, in today's podcast, I'm going to talk about how you can get a glimpse through the veil and read the signs of destiny. Because we all have the ability to become unbound from the trappings of the past so that we can truly show up and create our destiny, a future that we will enjoy waking up to every day. Now, when I talk about destiny, it's not about consulting destiny. Rather, it's about selecting destiny. So, so much of our destiny has to do with a full moon. And full moons are beautiful and meaningful. But most people don't know the language of the full moon. On the new moon, we're going within. And on the full moon, we are full. When the moon is full, that is when there is the most amount of lunar light. And it comes out at night. And when you notice the light of the full moon, you will see a lot of shadows being cast. Because in nature, for example, the shadows that trees cast. And this is symbolic of the shadows that exist in our psyche. Yeah, which means that the things in us we disown, the things that trouble us, such as woundings, you know, everything about our shadows that we are afraid of, such as death, Because our life is not just happy and joyous and free. There's also suffering and other aspects of our human experience that needs to be honored. So if you're conscious of your shadow, you'll live a fully integrated life. Now, there are two aspects of the full moon. You know, one which is the illumination of the shadow that I just briefly talked about. Here's where you want to ask questions such as, What in me needs to be healed? What do I need to illuminate in me in order for me to be fully engaged and integrated as I step into the world? You don't want something to lurk in the shadows. You want to bring it out and bless it. Because the wounded self teaches us our fears can teach us something. So what we want to do is heal and then release. Now, the other part of the full moon is expansion. Now, this means you'll have an expanded consciousness during the full moon. So you want to ask the question, what do I want to expand more of? You know, in the in the new moon, you set your intentions. And then two weeks later, you are in full experience. And you'll be able to see the things that are holding you back and manifest from manifesting the things that you want to create. And I want to emphasize here that everything has to be sacred. We cannot disown any part of ourselves. That is, you know, that is where we get into trouble. So if you can honor your, if you can honor love, you know, and have compassion or respect for yourself, and you can see what has motivated your intentions and sabotaged or prevented you from living fully, you can see it and then you can correct it. You can expand and you can bring more in. There is a fullness to it. Now, the full moon is where you celebrate and say, 
thank you for how far you've come. You illuminate and you acknowledge the shadow, but you expand on the things that will help you manifest your intentions. You know, during the full moon, you say, like, what in me do I want to see expanded? What could I choose more of? What could I do more of? What can I honor more of? And what can I bless more of? Ask yourself, what in me has been hiding in the shadows, needs to be illuminated for the highest good to occur in my world? Now, the answer to this question is individual for each person. But what I see most often here with people is that most people have too much of an attachment to the past that they're, they allow it to define them. You know, keep in mind that we are all stories in motion, constant stories in motion. If we try to remain too long in one place and define ourselves too tightly around the subject or identify like saying, I am this or I am not that, you know, we become rigid and inflexible and we no longer see ourselves as something that is evolving. Rather, we keep ourselves hostage. And this is very common. For example, people are too nostalgic about the past and too ambitious for the future. So we have, you know, attachments on both ends and we, it, it stops us from living in the present moment. And a lot of people do have the fear of the future, uncharted waters. And fear is, is not a good companion in our life journey. Fear prevents us from going into the unknown because it wants us to go only into the place that is familiar. But the place that is familiar can't help us evolve and grow. You know, we have to step into the unknown, into the dark, into the waters that are not charted, that we don't have a roadmap for. And that is how you discover new treasure, is by stepping into the unknown. Now, this is why the full moon is so important. It shows us what is illuminated and allows us to trust in the divine, the higher power that, that has no form, the consciousness of all life. It is an evolving consciousness, but we don't allow ourselves to evolve, and then we end up stuck. Every event in our life is meant to teach us a lesson or acquire knowledge, but we have to integrate that information and then celebrate that newness in us, which is stepping into the uncharted. When this happens, we learn about life and what is what has more meaning for us. You know, unfortunately... We live in a society today that does not honor the sacred and look for the higher meaning of things. But, you know, we desperately need to get back to that. And the lunar cycles of the moon can help us do that. Because every month you can assess, you can reassess yourself and ask, what have I learned? What in me is on solid foundation? One, you know, one of the lessons for everyone is going to be, it's common for everyone, is going to be compassion. We need to look at ourselves with compassion instead of clinging on to, you know, outdated, the outdated, outdated identity of yourself. And the same thing when you're ready to step into the unknown, uncharted water, you need compassion and not self-judgment. You know, know that you, know that you've not failed. Even with failure, you're still here because you are important and that alone helps you, you know, as, as you move on, you know, so, you know, what we have to do at this point is we have to, you know, you know, every, you know, that everything counts. 
everything in life is important. Every step we take is in life is a building block, a lesson to help our soul growth. You know, it's so it's fear that holds us back, not the lack of opportunity. It's habit of being in the familiar. And we have to be careful not to fall into judgment, while at the same time, say yes to the opportunity that is offered to us. And it's not individualism that will make you happy. It's raising our consciousness to serve the highest good. So it's not about me, rather it's about we. You know, we are all in this together. But unfortunately, you know, so many of us feel alone and disconnected, but we're not. You know, in fact, we are all connected all the time in many ways, in ways that we cannot even comprehend because we limit ourselves to just our five senses. Well, we in fact have a sixth sense, which is our intuition. But because most of us only use our five senses, it won't allow us to know this connection with others. And as the moon wanes, we can do an inventory every day and identify what we have to let go of. And this does take courage and it does take strong boundaries. You know, just because we are all connected doesn't mean that we lose our individuality. We just need to bring back our authentic self and bring it forward. And that is what makes the world a better place. And again, this takes accountability and responsibility on our part and the courage to choose those opportunities that come up. So we can enter each day with curiosity and joy. You know, we often, we get so disconnected in our thinking because of the way that we view the world. We view things that, you know, as happening to us instead of happening for us. You know, this is when we become disconnected from our spirit. So when we heal ourselves, we are doing it for a greater good. You know, so many of us come from a place of scarcity. Where there's not enough, we have to fight for everything, and that is what we need to clean up. We serve the highest good of humanity when we're focused on the sacred. And every full moon offers something new to examine in your life. That is why in so many places around the world, you know, they have full moon ceremonies, such as in Africa, Australia, South America, in the Himalayas. And in these ceremonies, people are praying for peace in the world. And as they pray, they bring their prayers to the fire, which creates peace in their lives so that it can vibrate out into the whole world. Now, I want to talk for a minute about something very important, a concept I call developing the observer. When we identify our surroundings and our emotions, we are in it. We are part of it. We, and, and when, when we can step out and watch our thoughts, we can be mindful of what's going on. We are less inclined to be reactive in the moment and more in a position uh, to power, uh, the power to choose. You know, our ability to choose a response is inherent in us as an, as an observer. So I, what I want to do now is I want to take you through a couple of quick exercises to illustrate how to do this. So what I want you to do is first go to a quiet place and sit where you won't be disturbed. And just sit comfortable in a chair or on the floor. And just take a few deep breaths in through the nose and out through the mouth. 
Ah. And keep breathing. And as you breathe, just imagine that your thoughts and feelings in this moment are a place you temporarily inhabit, where you can look at your thoughts rather than feel them. And ask the question, where am I? Maybe you're on a beautiful beach. Or maybe you are in a forest with lush green plants and trees all around you. Now notice as you you look at the place that you are actually observing it. Your your feelings and your thoughts become objects for moving. They're moving fire or water or air or trees. They become a place where you have inhabited. You can move through and no longer something that defines you and confines you. Now, that's a short exercise, just takes a minute or two that you know, will help you uh, practice this every day. That'll really help you. And, and now I want to give you a little bit of different exercise to help you with this. Again, being quiet where you won't be disturbed, just sit quietly. And I want you to ask your imagination to be your guide again. Imagine every thought you think, your thoughts, your feelings, are a leaf on a river. Just watch them. And notice that you are not the water, and you are not the leaf. Just experience how you feel as you become more and more detached and distant. Notice the difference between being in something and stepping out of it. Now, these are two quick exercises to practice. It'll take you out of your personality because it's our personality that gets us into trouble. Now, this takes time, and it is scary, but if you just practice one or both of these exercises for just 10 minutes a day for the next, say, 40 days, you will see amazing changes. Now, we can't create a new world for ourselves and affect any positive change in the world if we are strictly personality-driven. All, you know, we, we can all make extraordinary choices, but we have to let go of the definition we have of ourselves. We all have experiences, but we, we are not our experiences. We are not defined by them. When we, when we are in a very, we are in right now a very challenging time in history, but yet an extraordinary time. And if we're going to make real positive change, we have to learn to make choices from the unknown place within us, instead of the self that defines us, the place that we know. You know, once you're able to just observe our, you know, our thoughts and feelings, they don't have any power of us, over us. And here's an important point. You will no longer absorb other people's negative energy. You will simply observe, not absorb. Remember that. That's an important point. Observe but don't absorb. You will not stop seeing, you'll you'll stop seeing problems as an obstacle and see them as possibilities. Now, we all have personalities and egos, 
And we all have, we'll all have them as long as we're in our physical bodies. But if you can get to the point where you're 80% living from your authentic self and 20% uh, living from your divine self, you'll be living from a wonderful and magical place. And we, you just have to say, you know, no to what is, you know, what is defining you and get into the magic. Because the universe is going to present new things to us all the time. Our spirit is our partner. And we all have to, you know, take this one step into the sacred. And if we take one step into the sacred, the sacred will take 10 steps towards us and show us what we need to know. Because the universe wants to create through us. We just have to take that first step. And then that next step will be shown to us. You know, to use an you know, art analogy, we are the artist, the paintbrush, and the canvas. But until we take the step into the unknown, nothing is going to be there because everything is created in the unknown before it is known. You know, in the Tao, you know, it says, create things in the invisible world, and then the matter will come into being from it. And if you look at things from the observer with curiosity, it brings out, you know, a sense of humor, which is clearly lacking in today's world. You know, another important point in finding your authentic self is that it allows you to find the right partner for you. Or if you're in a relationship, it helps you resolve difficulties in the relationship. It allows you to heal those problems. But you have to heal yourself first and become whole before you can find the right partner or heal any problems in a relationship. If you're not whole, you'll not be able to attract the right partner partner to come into your life. And this is one of the reasons why there's so many breakups and divorces. And so many people today say, oh, I never want to get married. I'm just going to stay single. It's not worth it. It's because we're not whole ourselves. You have to recognize spirit is your partner. And once you become whole, the person you wake up next to every morning is spirit that your, that your universe has brought to you. And you, you get into the practice of gratitude and growth with that person every day because every relationship is meant to teach us things. So it's our, you know, it's our greatest karma relationships. So you have to be, you know, if you, if, if you have a manifesting partner in, in the universe and you have to trust that the spirit will take that step towards you. Now, now, here's a mistake that most people make in relationships. They look for their partner to make them happy. And that is never going to happen. You have to make your own self happy. There, you know, you have to love yourself and love your life. Make peace and forgive and see yourself as whole as a whole person. You know, before you can have a soul, you know, to soul meaningful relationship. Now, when I say love your life, I don't mean, you know, all of it, you have, you have to, to look at those times when maybe you were alone and you didn't get what you wanted or all the things, you know, that were ego driven. You didn't have, you know, you don't have to love those things. Just accept those things and be okay with them. And it's amazing. I've heard so many instances over the years of people who are single. And once they turn their life over to spirit, they become 
you know, the right partner and then the right partner comes into their life almost automatically. You know, when we don't accept certain things and we have the, you know, storylines that prevent us from trusting in that we are alone and we're not connected to spirit. And no matter how hard we try to be separated from our spirit, we can't. It's impossible. Now, we can become disconnected from our spirit, and that's what causes us so many problems and so much pain is being, you know, disconnected from our spirit. So just to recap, if you have to eliminate, you have to eliminate the shadows in you, those hidden sides, and find the treasures that they contain. Not live in denial, not run away from them, but rather find their treasures. As I've said before, uh, you know, throughout this podcast, that this is scary to go into those hidden places, those shadow realms that very few people, if any, want to go into and visit. But it will take us, it takes us to see those things that we are reluctant to see. And this is the same for bringing about change in the world. You know, we have, we hear so much about change. So many people with different causes that want to affect change. They want to change this. They want to change that in the world, but you can't. No one can cause any positive change in the world until, until and unless you first change yourself. And this is scary and no one wants to do it, but you have to try. You have to do it first. Be willing to look at everything. Be, you know, willing to look at every aspect of yourself, even those parts that have been hiding from you, even those parts that you keep so secret that you even forget that they are there, that they're part of you. And remember, you know, this brings people into our lives, people that are here to teach us. So the faults, the faults you see in others, things that are things that you in turn have to work on. You have to be fearless and be willing to venture into places that others won't. Places inside your own heart that are maybe full of shame or maybe full of potential that have have never been actualized. You know, life, life, you know, that, you know, is, is you know, there's a lot of things in, in life. You know, maybe a book that was never written or a relationship that never happened that came that it or came into fruition or that destiny line, um, that you were so busy that you neglected to, to take action on it. You need to learn how to navigate through those dark spaces in hidden places to find the light that is hidden in there. Now, during the full moon, the light is at its brightest. But in the darkness, that's how you see the light. This is the part of the gifts that a light worker has, to be able to point out the beauty when other people can only see, you know, the darkness. We point out the joy when others can only see the pain. You can bring out the light when other when things seem gloomy. So if nothing else, during the full moon, always take a few minutes to hold the light of the planet and all of our children in your prayers. So this is my message for this week. All my love, and I'll see you next week. That's it for today. Thanks for listening. Download any of Joe's weekly podcasts to your favorite device. If you have questions, comments, 
or would like more information on how to reawaken the voice of your spirit, visit joeloveiw.com.